I'm Anoush Samarodi, and this is the 10-Minute Writer's Workshop. And I'm Virginia Prescott. Some of you may know Manoush Samarodi as host of the Note to Self podcast. She's also now an author. Her book, Bored and Brilliant, How Spacing Out Can Unlock Your Most Productive and Creative Self, came out of her own experience and curiosity about the creative process and confronting digital distractions, one of the biggest challenges for writers. She asked her audience to help her figure out what it would mean to let all of that go and to learn to shut down in order to build her creative juices up. We connected with Manoush on Skype. Now, Bored and Brilliant begins with her staring down a terrible case of writer's block. Even worse than that, as she describes it, a blankness. I asked her what was going on. Yeah, it was different than writer's block. So what happened was it was 2014 and I was hosting this podcast and we were doing well, but I, you know, I wanted to kick it up a notch. So I did what I think had thought had worked for me in the past was I sort of sat down to brainstorm, just come up with some crazy ideas and see what happens. And I hit a wall that was very, I, you know, I've had writer's block before. This was not writer's block. This was like, there was sand in my brain mm. And it was very disconcerting. It felt like there was nothing upstairs. And it made me sort of try and think back, you know, when was the last time I did feel like my creative juices were really flowing? And I I realized, it was kind of a cliche, that it was always when I was staring out the window on a long car ride or waiting in line for my coffee. And then suddenly, oh, yeah, you come up with a great idea. But now I realized all those little cracks in my day were filled with my phone to the point where it sort of occurred to me that I was never bored. I was always had something to do when I was waiting to pick up my kids or when I was waiting for the you know kettle to boil. It made me want to understand what happens in our brains when we get bored and what could potentially happen if we never get bored ever again because we sort of get rid of this human state entirely. And that sort of launched a real investigation and journey with my listeners. It's counterintuitive in a way because when things aren't happening, a, a lot of people's response is, yeah, I've got to buckle down. I've got to become more efficient. You decided to do a little bit more daydreaming. Yeah. So uh, when I was feeling this sort of barrenness in my brain, uh, I, and I started to think that it had some relation to my digital habits, I put out the call to my listeners and I was like, are you guys, you know, are you thinking about this too? Would you be interested in maybe experimenting with changing our daily digital habits and seeing if we, if we did spark a little more boredom and these moments in our lives, like maybe that would jumpstart our creativity. And I got to say, I thought like, I don't know, a couple hundred people would sign up to do this little project with me. But within the first 48 hours, 20,000 people signed up. Wow. And I was like, oh, this is a thing. Mm-hmm. I am so not a special snowflake. Everyone is feeling this. And so, yeah, for one week, uh, this was in 2015, 20,000 of us woke up every morning. We, we sent out a little newsletter and a little podcast um, that explained some of the design behind the technology, why it has been built to hijack our attention. We also got into the neuroscience behind what actually happens in your brain when you do get bored and you trigger mind wandering. Um, and then we also gave people a daily challenge, a little tiny behavior tweak 
to see if it could just get a little more boredom into their life and to try and quantify whether that did make a difference to their overall thinking. Well, my colleague and producer, Sarah Plord, was one of those 20,000 who signed up. And I remember oh, her, her, her doing the don't take any pictures for one day and a, a couple <laughs> of other things. It, it, she said it was really, really difficult. But yeah. this is one of the ways of getting to this place where you call default mode. So, yes. so can you describe that and tell me how yes. you get there, I, the spaces or activities that, that get you there? Okay. So to me, I always feel like I have to understand what, like, why prove it to me that this is worthwhile doing. And so part of that was calling up like the top neuroscientists and trying to understand the brain when it wanders. And it turns out we're at this incredible moment, um, in terms of understanding what the brain does in what's called the default mode. So this is when you are not focused on an activity. Um, it's different than meditation, different, it could be, you know, you're folding laundry or you're doing something that doesn't require um, any thinking on a specific task. You just are spacing out, right? So you activate this network in your brain called the default mode. And it turns out that in the default mode, that is when we do our most original thinking. We do our original problem solving. We take two disparate ideas and then smash them together to create something new. Now, how does one go about finding their own default mode? Is this a, um, you know, inspired by a space or an activity or, or what gets right. you there? Well, that's what the week was all about, right? And having people try and be a little bit more observant of what works for them, keeping your phone off your body, um, or not not looking at it if you are in motion in, at any time. So no walking and texting. The one that your producer struggled with, taking no photos. For younger people, that's really hard. A lot of people talk via Snapchat and Instagram, which is photo-based applications. That was not so tough for my 73-year-old mom. You know hmm. what I mean? Hmm. So the idea is to try all these different ways to see where where is your pain point. For me, it, it was it really was this one game. It was like my scotch and soda at the end of the day, when really what I needed to do was rest my brain. That's the idea is that, you know, there's no one solution for all of us. The solution is as personalized as each of our home screens, right? That's what this technology is all about. We want to take back control. We're tired, I think many of us, of these platforms and apps being taskmasters in our lives, them running the game. And we'd like to turn them back into the tools that we were told they were to begin with. Well, that makes me curious about you because you've written about technology for years. You were in the newsroom at Reuters and then New York Public Radio before starting uh, Note to Self. So mm. technology is your field. And this is all oh, about yeah. turning it off. So I understand you go through a process to do this. But how about the actual writing of it, distilling it, putting it into words? Yeah, yeah. Well, to be clear, I, I am not one for digital detoxes. Um, I, I think they're, you know, look, if, if, it, if you can take a week off and leave your phone behind, that's amazing and wonderful. But on a daily basis, you know, as a writer, what are you doing? You're, you're, you're Googling something to make sure that you're describing it right. You're working on Google Docs. So I joined a silent workspace uh, where I um, have absolute quiet because I realized for me, I can only write in, in chunks of three to four hours. Like I just, that's, Otherwise, I don't get anywhere. Um, so setting myself up in real life with parameters that work for me and then also resetting the expectations of all the other people in my life. Like I'm not available between 12 and 3, um, but at 3 o'clock, I'll be checking my email again 
and I'll get back to you because I think we have started to confuse productivity uh, for reactivity. We have these expectations that the minute you're, somebody pings you, you have to respond immediately. And, and if you don't set boundaries with your technology and with the people using it around you, then, then suddenly you find yourself updating people all day long and, oh, oops, you wrote nothing today. Look, it's a daily struggle for me. And I think it is real. Well, one of the things you encourage us in the book uh, or discourage us from doing is being hard on yourself or rigid about this need for daydreaming or being bored. And, and we've spoken to a lot of writers that say, doesn't matter. You sit down, you write anyway. It's about mm. discipline. Um, so, so not being rigid requires some unlearning, doesn't it? I mean, cognitive rerouting. H- how do you get mm. there? Yeah, you know, I did it today. Um, I just decided I, I, I had a bunch of stuff I needed to think through. And I was like, I'm going to take the long way to the subway. It's like about a half hour walk. And I, I, I it, you know, it just kills me every time. It's the same. It's the first 10 minutes are making lists and just re retelling, you know, rethinking through like phone calls that I conversations that I had that I didn't really think about afterwards. And then it's just like, it's not until I get into that rhythm where I start to truly get to the creative part. It takes time when suddenly your brain clicks over from list making and ruminating and berating yourself to that perspective bias stuff to the original thinking. It always takes time. And like, as wonderful as our, as our devices are, they, that is the one thing they cannot give us more of Hmm. time minutes in the day. And so I think we need to all, we can only give that to that gift to ourselves. Well, there is lots of advice in the book. Uh, One thing for us to hold on to before we go today. I'm going to ask people to try the um, challenge number two, which is to keep your phone either in your pocket or preferably like in your bag off your body while you are in transit for one single day. If this sounds easy to you, you might be surprised. Uh, Is that why I'm feeling a pang of anxiety even considering it? Are you? So interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Some people are like, whatever, I got this. No big deal. And other people are like, oh, no, please, please don't do that to me. No. All right, Manoush, I'm taking that with me. Thank you so much. Thank you, Virginia, for having me. Manoush Zamarodi is host of the Note to Self podcast and author of Bored and Brilliant, How Spacing Out Can Unlock Your Most Productive and Creative Self. And that's what we're all about here at the 10-Minute Writers Workshop, produced for NHPR by Sarah Plourd, with help from Taylor Quimby. I'm Virginia Prescott. On behalf of all of us, we wish you a new year full of bold creativity, along with a good dose of boredom.